Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everyone, this is your host Bernice Bennett, and joining me today is Rick Murphy for a conversation regarding the first Africans in Virginia. Rick Murphy is an educator, historian, lecturer, and an award-winning author. He has served as board chair of several organizations and on numerous additional national and local not-for-profit boards. His achievements also include serving as the National Vice President for the Afro-American Historical and Genealogical Associations. Rick's new publication, The Arrival of the First Africans in Virginia, is coming out in June, and I hope all of you will purchase this book. So let me just give a warm welcome back to Rick Murphy to the show today, because Rick was a guest on this show last year. So welcome, Rick. Good afternoon, Bernice, and what an honor it is to be on the show today. And, Bernice, congratulations. I mean, as the queen of podcasts who have been doing this for almost 10 years, um, it's so nice to have you back on the air. And while we have a lot of good podcast shows uh, today, most of them uh, were emulated after all the great work that you've done. So congratulations for being back on the air, and, and thank you very much for having me this afternoon. Well, thank you so much, Rick. And, Rick, so let's start off with what? motivated you to explore the first Africans in Virginia? Well, you know, Bernice, it really was an act that I happened to stumble on this rich history. Um, some of your, your guests, or your, your, um, your audience, rather, probably have heard the story about how my family became embroiled in a uh, legal lawsuit on um, very extensive land on Martha's Vineyard where we were asked to certify a family, quote-unquote, pedigree. 
um, that began a love of genealogy for me um, because I had an opportunity in the late 70s, early 80s to interview uh, great-grandparents, great-granduncles and aunts who knew their ancestors going back to the early 1800s. But more important, uh, my grandmother on my maternal side had always talked about how her people were from Angola, and I don't know how she knew that. And she herself, when I asked her those questions, said that it was something that was passed down through the family. But more important, she had talked about all this land that her people owned in Granville, North Carolina. And she talked about how they owned thousands and thousands of acres of land. And as a kid up in Boston, that's where I'm originally from, um, I heard it but didn't quite believe it. One day I happened to go down to Granville, North Carolina, doing genealogical research, and I actually found the land patents um, of her people. Now, my grandmother knew her grandmother, whose maiden name was Gowen. And from that, that was the land patents that I found in North Carolina. And there was a particular land patent going back to 1742. My grandmother's great-grandfather um, acquired this land, and the person who signed the land was Lord Granville himself. And from that, I began to do more and more research on the Gowens, and lo and behold, I found out by accident through a legal document um, the history of John Gowen and his descendants. So through my research, what I found was legal documents that went from my grandmother to her grandmother all the way back to John Gowen of 1690, 1619 and the lawsuit that he was involved in in 1642. So it really was the chasing of legal documents and by accident learning that I descended from the first documented Angolans who came here in 1619. So that's how it all started in a nutshell. Well, I have heard you speak about this whole false narrative about the first Africans in Virginia. So <clears throat> you're saying that you're, you, you've learned about the Angolan connection to you, but talk about, well, what is this false narrative? Well, you know, Bernice, um, I have to confess, I was not a, a student of history um, in elementary, middle, or high school. Um, but when I went off to college, I became more interested in the history. And coming from the Boston area, which is very rich in, in history, um, helped me have an appreciation of different aspects of American history, particularly colonial history. Um, and what I learned, and I think it's what most of us learned in school, um, that most Africans, if not all Africans who came here were enslaved, lived in uh, enslaved environments. And to this day, we've learned the richness of what their history was and what they did to build the country. But as I began to do the research on the first Angolans, which is what this first book that I have coming out in June, I began to learn that the first Angolans who came to English North America were very educated. Um, the area in which they came from, um, they were the wealthy merchants. Many of them spoke multiple languages. Uh, a number of them were educated in Europe. Um, they were Catholic. They had Catholic names. Um, and that somewhat puzzled me. Um, because as I began to research them, I began to research the people who were in colonial um, Virginia and realized that most of them were poor peasants who could not read, 
could not write, could not uh, do mathematical computations. And right there, I began to understand that there was a false narrative in terms of who our ancestors were versus the ancestors of many of the Europeans who derived from colonial Virginia. So that, so that so was the what? beginning of understanding that there was, there was a false narrative um, throughout um, our history books because what I learned, and many others learned the same thing, was in fact not accurate. So when you say what you learn, that means that you had to actually delve into documents. Give us an idea of one or two documents that help you understand that, wait a minute, this is not true, that they well, were educated. Grandma, yeah, when my, when my grandmother um, talked about her ancestors and I, I, I went to research them, what I found interesting is I was actually able to find marriage certificates um, all the way back to the early 1800s. And in those marriage certificates, they had who the parents were um, in the relationship between the bride and the groom. So in starting out, I found that to be very, very interesting because the first false narrative is I learned that there was no documents on our African ancestors. So that was a document that I found. When I started going back and looking for the land records, I was amazed that the land records for my ancestors actually had a genealogy um, in the records. So whoever had passed away listed um, who was to inherit the land, and more important or equally important, they listed the relationships between the different family members. So that was a very valuable uh, genealogical research tool going forward. Um, the third, again, I mentioned the 1642 land deed. It was amazing to see the land that was purchased, the time was purchased, and all the land was purchased for two pence, P-E-N-C-E. So I had to look up what a, what a pence was worth, but that's what the land was worth. And there was a second document, want to know where they got the money from, that talked about how they had come from Virginia, which allowed me to understand the full connection. So there were a lot of breadcrumbs that were left behind by my ancestors, which made it interesting for me to find them. And once I did, I began to read the research, the history around them, and began to realize that what I had learned was, in fact, not the life of these men and women who grew up in colonial America. Well, you have done some amazing research, and I look forward to reading your book, The Arrival of the First Africans in Virginia. Well, I want to just change the topic just for a minute, because right now, Rick, we are going through some trying times with COVID-19. What can you say to those of us who are involved in genealogical research and what you know, think of what our ancestors went through. What kind of encouraging words can you share that would help people stay the course and try to stay as positive as, as possible in spite of what's happening right now? Wow, Bernice, that's a good question. Um, the book that's coming out in, in June, um, The Arrival of the First Africans, I really talk about the history of their arrival. The second book that's going to come out, I'm going to talk about the legacy of the first Africans. 
Well, I began to get into who these men and women were. And I think there are many lessons that we can learn from them, particularly during these trying times. Um, When they came here, they came here to a land that was foreign to them. And many of them within the first generation wound up owning their own land, their own animals, um, and entered into legal documents. So the perseverance that they had was absolutely remarkable. And I think that's where many of us today are able to persevere in difficult times. Um, The challenges that we have around COVID-19 is very similar to the challenges that they had back during the colonial period in terms of taking care of their families, protecting their families, feeding their families, taking the crops to market and being discriminated against. So we experience so much as people of color, um, but I think our backbone, our spine, our determination clearly comes from, from our ancestors because they came from a land across an ocean against their will, but still were able to persevere. And I think when you think about that perseverance, the challenges of today of COVID-19, and it's, it's, it's hitting many families hard. Many of us are frightened by us. Um, it's the fear of the unknown. Our ancestors went through very similar times to that, and they persevered, and that's why we're here today. And we certainly are standing on the shoulders of those ancestors. Well, we sure I are. want to just thank you so much for coming on sharing your thoughts with us, and letting us know about your book, The Arrival of the First Africans in Virginia. And I can't wait until it's on the market. Bernice, you're kicking me off the show already. We just got started. I know, and it's it's over. (laughs) It's over. But that's okay. You can come back. Come back another time, and we're going to continue this conversation, okay? I would be honored, Bernice. Oh, I'd be honored to have you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.